Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dang, first time doing this, which is nice. There we go. Yeah. All right. Um, so for anyone who is new, uh, we usually start off service uh, reading uh, the scripture for the day, which is now on the screen, displayed. There we go. Um, this is from Psalm 130. Out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. So I was just asking the Lord about this um, this week, and just like what it means to like really wait on the Lord uh, through the lens of seeing Jesus. And uh, he brought up this scripture, or not this scripture, this lyric from the song um, from the, the Helsers. And it was, you came. I knew that you would come. And that for me, that's, that's the reality of seeing Jesus. That's understanding the fact that it's the exclamation of you came because I knew you would come. Every single time of waiting on the Lord, he shows up. And even in worship today, it's not something to where we have to just anticipate, we have to stir up, but that we just get to step into it. We know that he's here. We've waited, we anticipate, and we just step in and enjoy God and we celebrate God. So, Lord, right now, we just thank you so much. We thank you that we get to celebrate you. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're steadfast. We thank you that we can just put our hope in you for every circumstance, God. You've crashed into every circumstance of our lives, God. Lord, let us just remember the history we have with you and the testimony of our lives. God, you've showed up every time, even for people who are waiting right now in that season of waiting, God, that again, that they would just find their hope in you. 
that they would know that it's coming, that breakthrough's coming. And why not now, God? Why not now? Lord, we just, as a community, we even say, why not now? We join in and we just expect you to move mightily in our church, in our city, our communities, in life groups. God, renew our perspective in that. Yeah, we just love you so much. We love you. We celebrate you today. Let us get beside ourselves, God. Let us just fix our eyes and just enjoy you, King of glory. <laughs> Jesus. Still, every time I put on a mic when I speak, I think these are not made for women. Does <laughs> any other, I'm sure Kara would agree that it's not made for our shirts and our hair and <laughs> so we need we need um gender uh what is the word mics gender inclusive mics please um okay so um welcome to group sunday is anyone else as excited as i am it's very exciting i do feel a little bit like my brain is so full i'm like which group, I don't know how people do this in big churches, because I, I seriously should have all this information memorized, and I kept having to like check. Like, this group is what time, what day? So um, my brain is really full of the logistics, but also really full of my passion or heart, um, what I believe is God's heart for our community. Um, but we're doing this service a little bit different in that I'm going to give you some information, and then we're going to break for meet and greet, and then I'm going to come back up. Um, but first, I want to acknowledge that we have a rhythm here at River City, um, and Bill has this graphic. Um, so we have a rhythm for our year, and it syncs up with the Christian calendar, which we use to create space um, as a community for us to really enter into the gospel story. And so part of that calendar is seasons of rest, and part of it is seasons where we gather in groups. Um, and so I want to just take a minute to reflect on this um, because we're coming out of a season of rest and we don't just want to not acknowledge that season or transition from that season um, without maybe giving it a moment to reflect on. So um, I want you to raise your hand if you feel like you really like during the rest season you got extra rest. Raise your hand if during the rest season you've probably filled it with something else. Okay. All right. As I expected. Um, and we, that wasn't like, okay, well, the first group, you all get A's, and the second group, you all get F's. That's, that's not how it works. Um, recognizing that formation takes time, right? We have to keep practicing and practicing and practicing in order for things to change. Um, and also to recognize what we're coming up against. Um, so I got this quote, um, John Smith, you guys know who John Smith is? Anyone, test of, test of uh, history. Yeah, Jamestown, right? Okay, so this was way, 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 way back when America was being founded on such holy principles. Um, he said, he who does not work, neither shall he eat quoting a part of 2 Thessalonians, right? And I just find it so interesting that at the beginning 
of this culture being established, guess what was valued almost above everything else? Work, right, work. And then also this idea of individualism. Like you're going to work, but you're going to work on your own. You're going to handle your religion on your own. Everything, you can do it, pull up your bootstraps, right? That's the American dream. And it's really not healthy. So here at our, in our community, we're trying to practice rest a little bit better. Um, okay, so I have three new fun graphics for you guys, and I didn't draw them. I almost draw them. And I was like, you know what? They deserve better. <laughs> I'm going to get on pages, and I'm going to make a graphic. So here we go. Here's the first graphic. <laughs> Guys, just, just be thankful. You don't have stick figures. Um, OK, so this is what I think of when I think of um, our rhythm in that we have these pockets, right, of things, and they're all important. Okay, now let's go to the next one. This is what, for many of us, things really look like, right? Um, okay, let's go to the next one. This is what I believe we're moving towards. Now, I think when we think of our calendar rhythm, we think, Okay, well, here I'm going to do community, and then I'm going to break from community, right? And then I'm going to rest. And we, like, compartmentalize all these areas of our life, which was not how we were intended to live and breathe and move, right? And so this is sort of messed with my brain a little bit because I think, I don't know that I know how to do this. Because we've really been trained to, like, do, even in church, like, this is what happened, whoever church people that make up trends and stuff were like, we don't do community, so we're going to establish community groups, which I get. That's a good thing, right? I'm here in group Sunday, but we're doing that because we have really failed to do life in community. And so I, would, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't even know. I would love for us to get here. I don't know what that looks like. I don't I don't have an example of it. I mean, I think we have examples in scripture, right? In Acts 2, we have this beautiful example, but what pushed them there? Persecution. You guys want to start praying for that so that we can end up there? I don't know. But that's why they were there. And this is, this is still out of balance though, isn't it? Okay. Um, and I think that the goal for us is balance. So making all of these equal is not always reality. And so even, you know, Sabbath Obviously, God said Sabbath was important, and he, it was like interesting that um, he created the earth and then rested, right? And we have this sort of idea of a rhythm of work and rest and play. And then the one that made it to the Ten Commandments was what? Rest, right? It wasn't thou shalt work six days of the week. It was you should rest one day. So there, it's a, obviously a value. Um, but work is important. Work is actually only fulfilling in the context of rest, though. They found, they did a study with like um, blue-collar workers who work, you know, work all the time that they, without rest, were un, unfulfilled. And listen to this. Only 23% of American workers used all their vacation time. The average employee gives up half their vacation time. Most Americans continue to work even while on vacation. 
Working long hours boosts mortality by 20%. Working more than 40 hours a week increases your risk of stroke by 10%. Skipping vacation days can raise chances of a heart attack by 30 to 50%. That's insane. I read those and I was like, oh my, we are literally killing ourselves as a culture. Okay, so not only that, but observing rest is not just physical, it's spiritual. When we rest, Hebrews 4 sort of uses this idea of rest as a, um, um, a metaphor for what we enter into in Christ, but it's also prophetic because what do we all want to work 40 plus hours a week in, in the, the new life that God's going to have for us? You know, heaven, like, do we, is that what we want? Are we, if we're living prophetic lives, what are we prophesying, Right? What are, we allow, what are we allowing ourselves to be formed into? No, we, when we rest, we are not actually only caring for our physical bodies, but we are prophesying of a new age in which it is not like this age. So it is important for our community to rest individually and corporately. Okay? So where does this land us as we move out of our rest season? Does this mean we all stop resting? No. So the point of our rhythm, of our calendar rhythm, is not that we stop one and do the other. It's that we keep incorporating and we keep practicing things. So we still need to be practicing rest as a community. Some of you guys need to work less. Some of us, if you can't work less, might need to quit your jobs and find another job. Is that super radical and counterculture? Yes. If we, and guys, I'm talking to myself, and those of you that are close to me know that I'm like in this right now. Like, this is what I talked to my counselor about. She's like, you need to do it. You just need to do what you know is right. And I'm telling you guys, we need to do this as a community. If we are going to be radical gospel messengers, we need to live differently. We really do. And some of us need to make radical changes. I don't know what that looks like. I can't tell you what it looks like for you. I'm trying to do me. That's hard enough. But I know that we have to make changes to the way we live our lives. We have to. Why is this important? Because that is the only way we can pursue the kingdom, right? We, can't, we have no gospel message if we're not healthy at all. So, um, and it doesn't just look like, you know, um, Sunday, like we go to an hour of worship, we're like, oh, that's my Sabbath day. And I like, let's just discern another, I'm going to step on someone's toes, I probably am. Let's just discern another secular script while we're at it. Like Sunday fun day, like let's discern that for what it is. Is, is that, if Sunday or a worship day, are we worshiping or are we just having fun? Like, it's not bad to have fun on a Sabbath or worship, but, like, we just need to be a little bit more discerning about on our Sabbath days if the goal is worship, right, or is the goal to have fun. And that's where that play gets out of balance, I think. I think that we, as a culture, we're going to work, 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 and then we're going to play, 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 right? And then where is rest? Where's Sabbath? Now, that doesn't mean that worship is just coming to this service. Like, meeting with believers is worship, right? That's forming our hearts. Breaking bread is worship. Like, going for a walk outside is worship. Like, all these things are worship. We need to be intentional. We need to be disciplined as a people. All right. Great job. Woo! That's awesome. Okay.
All right, so transitioning. So I want everyone to take a deep breath in and out. Just close your eyes. Holy Spirit, you know that um, I'm really talking to myself. And so um, I just really feel like you have the word balance for our church. We need to be a people of balance. So inspire us to do that. And as we move into group season, let us do it with balance. Let us not put community in its community bucket and say, oh, we did that. We did community. But let it overflow and it be in the context by which we live our lives. Amen. Okay, so logistics. We're going to go over groups. So we have tried to give you information a ton of different ways. So you should have gotten an email. Thumbs up if you got an email. Thumbs up if you read that email. Nice. Good job. Um, We have a life group wall that's right out here near the bathrooms. All of that has been updated, so all that information is there. We have brochures. Getting fancy schmancy up here, guys. Yes, they're glossy. And um, I have an info table out in the front where I will be sitting today and next week. Should you have questions, you will have a time to meet leaders. And then we're going to show you our website. Fingers crossed. Here it is. All right. So some of you guys don't even know this is here. And so I thought I would explain the groups by using our website. So you go to Connect. You go to Groups. Right? Here we are. So groups um, overflows out of this idea of spiritual formation. So um, it's obviously a part of our vision. And groups is a way we create space corporately to be formed by God, right? Okay, so then you click on, click here to locate a group. All right, there's three kinds of groups. Life groups, spiritual formation groups, and special interest groups. This sounds so much fancier than I want it to be, because it's like just people getting together and breaking bread and loving each other, but we do have categories. Um, So I want to sort of uh, tell you the difference. Um, Life groups are a great start um, in that they really are the place where all four of these, we, we try to make it fertile ground for these to happen. So we create space, we live in love, we do community, we are gathering around word, worship, and prayer. Um, we are looking for ways to be in our community. So um, some of their different, some have curriculum, some don't. So we've tried to specify what those look like. Um, and then some, you know, they meet all different times and days. Um, spiritual formation groups are um, more focused on spiritual growth. So the idea of growing deep roots, um, what's great is that you still are connecting, right? It's just a little bit more, um, there's more depth and dimension to the gatherings. And uh, special interest groups are gathering around common interest or goals. So we have recovery group which is support for addiction recovery, welcome to the table, which is people who are new to the church, and then mom's group, if you are a mom. All right, so Bill, if you will click on life groups, I'm just going to have the leaders stand as you go down, down. Okay, so um, if you are a life group leader, will you please stand?
where's Mark? Okay, so you have Mark and Esther. Raise your hand. Okay, we have the Hamels, Brooke and Jason. We have the Randazzos, Jody and Chris, Turners, not to be confused with these Turners. <laughs> we are both Sarah Turner, Sarah with an H, Sarah without an H. With an H, without an H. Um, the Websters, Mallory and Steven, and the Zerkers are not here, but the Chapmans are standing in for them. Woohoo! All right, you guys can sit. If you will go to the next one, which is uh, spiritual formation groups. Okay, so 12 men's is Bill in the back. I do the 12 women. And then Nancy, Bible study. Now, I do want to make a, um, a statement about 12. Um, we're not quite sure how we're going to do it, whether it's going to be morning or night or how. So if you're interested in all in 12, just sign up with one of us, and then we will communicate what that's going to look like this season. And Bible study starts September 4th. All right, last group. Special interest. Mom's group. Brittany, where are you? Recovery group, Aaron. Welcome to the table, Jordan. We just finished one, so if you're really interested in that, you have to wait for the next round. Um, okay, that's it, right? All right, so leaders, stand back up. If you're a leader of any group, stand back up, please. Will you do? Oh, wait, they don't need to walk up. Nothing, nothing. I don't need you. I do need you, but I don't need you. <laughs> okay. All right, um, real quick, in three words or less, what you would like leaders, this is for leaders, what you would like to see God do in your group this season, starting with the Turners, the other Turners. That's fine, five. Just do it. Beautiful. Playfulness, permission, and... Oh, I thought you were going to go with the last P. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, authentic, encouragement, and prayer. Awesome. Uh, Jordan, you have anything? Yes. <laughs> Brittany? Um, yeah. Fun, connection. Awesome. Nancy? Sisters growing in Jesus. Ooh, nice. Randazzos? We are family. Yeah! Knowing, loving, and belonging. Awesome. Hamels? Connection to God, to our identity, and to others. Awesome. Aaron? Awesome. Shashri's. Freedom. Awesome. Okay, I want you guys, whichever group you are near, whichever leader, I want you to go to them, please. We are going to pray over up. Uh, you have something to say? No. Not, <laughs> you're, I'm just divvying you up, and that's the group you're with. That's the way to do it. That's what I'm going to do next time, wherever you sit. Okay, we're going to pray over these leaders, and we were going to ask God 
to give them more than they need to lead well. So God, we pray, and I am so grateful, and I want this community to know just how wonderful these people are, as I get to sit with them and hear their hearts and know how much they love this church, how much they love your people, their desire to serve and see people grow and connect. So blessings, God, blessings on them and their families. Lord, that first they would grow, that they would be firm in their identity, that their soul would be at peace and be at rest. And God, I pray that you would provide a deep well from which they can draw wisdom and discernment and strength, the ability to push through awkward, the ability to push through disapproval, the ability to push through fatigue and weariness. Let them not become weary in doing well. Lord, let them feel your affirmation deep in their souls. And God, let this season of groups, let it not be about a successful season, but birth something in us. Birth the ability to do community in life, that we wouldn't have to segment it. Birth something new in us, in our culture. In Jesus' name, amen. So when I came to think through this Sunday, I was like, all right. So we've had how many group Sundays since we've been to church? And there's nothing that I'm going to say on this day that's going to make that person who doesn't want to be in a group be like, you just said the thing that turned the tide, and now I'm going to do it. Like, there's no piece of information probably that I could come up with. Um, So I just started thinking about it, and um, for some reason, the idea, the book Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer popped in my head. Has anyone ever read that book? Dietrich. Am I saying it right? Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's such a good name, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, So I read through part of that book, and it sort of wrecked me a little bit. Um, And I think there's something in that for our community. Um, And so just for a few minutes, um, I want to go there. First, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine, just on your, you have your hands open in front of you, and someone lays on your hands a blank calendar. You look at that calendar. What is highlighted as what takes up most of your time? <coughs> With no judgment, just look at your calendar. Maybe ask the Spirit, Holy Spirit, what takes up most of my time? Okay, you can open your eyes. And so, I just want to remind you that whatever fills up your calendar is what you love more than anything else. Um, and we have to look at we have to look at our life rhythms. So without that judgment that says, oh, I'm so bad, I must love work more, you know, that's, that's not, we don't have time for that conversation, right? Like, that's just self-defeating. But we have to reorient. Every time we come to this place, and this is why we revisit this over and over and over again, not because I love it so much, which I do, <laughs> but because we need to keep revisiting these same ideas. What we do every day the rhythm that we live 
is moving us towards what we love. So whatever you fills up your calendar is what you love above everything else. We just need to, we just need to pay attention to that, right, and ask questions. Okay, so as the people of God, we want to be formed into people who are daily, actually not even stepping into, but living in the reality of Christian community. This is something that is so outside of our sphere of understanding that like even as I've been wrestling it with this week, I was like, it is so opposite of anything I know. But we're going to get there, right? Because we're asking God to form us into those kind of people. We want to be formed by God into people who, who say yes to Christian community. Okay, Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I love this verse coming off of Josh's message last week, which was unity and diversity, which is a passion here. And unity and diversity only happens in Christian community. It, it cannot happen anywhere else. Um, and we have to be intentional about it because really we take it for granted. We're like, oh, I can't. It's the wrong night of the week. Oh, I, just, uh, I have to work late. And like there are refugees who never get to hug a brother or sister in Christ. There are people sitting in prison who never get to hug a brother or sister in Christ. We who have this opportunity so at our disposal are so quickly to say, I can't. And I, don't, I think we need to be a little bit convicted with that. I think American church needs to feel a little bit convicted. Um, and if we are truly brothers and sisters with everyone around the world, like, let's do it for them, right? Like, let's, let's gather because that's, that's a gift we get to receive with open hands. And so we really need to be courageous enough to step into Christian community. All right, Christian community is three things. It comes through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. I've been thinking a lot about like what the difference is with community and Christian community, um, and I feel like um, I finally understood it this week. So Christian community is different because it's centered on Jesus, right? Like we, we get that. Every time we meet, we are once again entering into that gospel story, a different story, a different script than what's out here. And every time, we are bringing each other the good news of salvation. That good news doesn't just come one time. We know that, right? Like, you don't just hear good news and you're like, yeah, I'm saved. No. Every time I am with a brother or sister, we are telling each other good news. We are telling each other again the story of Jesus. That is why we gather. We are reorienting ourselves to Christ. Ephesians 2, 11 through 15 Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision, by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and the strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are far off have been brought near to the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility 
by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new person in place of the two, so making peace. Not only has Jesus reconciled God and human, but human with human. Unity and diversity only comes through Christ. Without Christ, we cannot fully know our brother or sister. Without Christ, there is disunity. I think I forgot my um, apostrophes and just read my notes to you guys, by the way. What was the last one of that? I was like, wow, Paul sounds a lot like me. <laughs> He's like using my terms. I forgot my ending um, quotations. Okay, so let me go back. Uh, okay, I don't even know. Okay, I don't even know. Okay, the point. <laughs> the point is, aren't you so glad we're not perfect up here? So sloppy and we combine scripture with our notes. Um, so this is the point, is that it happens through Christ and in Christ, in that Jesus was the first person to even show us what this community and this love looked like, right? And then he does it. He reconciles those who are far off to God, and then he reconciles those people to each other, and then he says, okay, you're like me. You go do it. That's, that's what we step into in Christian community. 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, and 10. I should probably read it from up here. <laughs> now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love. We, the only reason we step into Christian community and love is because he has modeled it for us. And then the next one, Romans 15, 7. <clears throat> Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Okay, so it only happens through Jesus, in Jesus. Second, it's Christian community is not an ideal but a divine reality. I may have a soapbox moment here. Let's hope not. Okay. All right. This is what we do, guys. We step into community with a whole set of expectations of what we want. And we are confusing human need for community with spiritual need for community. This has literally blown my mind this week. We step into community thinking, these are the things I need. Because we have this human need for love. Like, that's okay. That's a good need. But we are imposing those human needs onto our spiritual needs. And so when we step into community, whether it be a church or whether it be a small group, we have a list of expectations that we're imposing on that group. And it's not fair and not really holy. Um, and a lot of this has to do with the way I give and receive love and how I've learned to manipulate my gifts in order to give and receive love. So that's what our personality is, right? We grow up learning that I will be what, what I'm mirrored. So what is mirrored well, that's what I will turn into. So I begin to amp that up. And essentially, that's what we do. We step into community, and we're really wanting people to admire us accept us and love us. And when it doesn't go our way, we become hateful and judging and that church has burned me. Now, is there real church hurt? Absolutely, this is not to demean that. But we, have, we cannot confuse 
our human need for community with our spiritual need for community. Physically, we are created to be in union, right, with, with others. We see it in marriage, like that's the idea of the most physical way you can be in communion. But really, we are psychologically always looking to merge with other people. But when I begin to do that and I manipulate a situation in order to get love and affirmation, that's not Christian community. We cannot enter the community of Christians with our own demands, our own laws, and then judge each other that way. Every human wish is a hindrance to actual Christian community. So if I am stepping into community with an idea of this is what it should be, that's hindering what God wants it to be, which is just crazy to me. Does that not like make anyone else's mind go? This is the last thing. This Bonhoeffer said this. We cannot complain about what God does not give us. We thank God for what he does give us. When we step into community, this is what we do. Oh, this doesn't meet my needs. Like, there are people, and this is why it's so important to keep the global church in your mind. There are people on the other side of the world, Josh said this last week, where it doesn't matter who's like you and who's not like you. Because if there is a brother or sister in Christ, that is enough. But we have such high demands on what community should be. And we complain, this does not meet my needs, this is how it should be, why isn't it this way? And really, we're just imposing our own judgments on a community. Now, if there's something like, we need to start releasing each other to God, right? And not start manipulating. But like, let's just thank God. Look at us, look, we're here in a building, together, worshiping. We would never all be together. What a beautiful, radical, supernatural gift that is. Let us be grateful that is Christian community. And lastly, Christian community is not human, but it's spiritual. Okay, so 1 John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light. I love this. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Okay, so Christian community is in the light, right? Like he is in the light. We see the example in Christ of what Christian community is. We don't bring to Christian community human love. We bring agape love, which is totally different, right? Human love says, I will figure out who I think you are and who you should become. Spiritual love says, you are created in the image of Christ, and that's it. I love you no matter what. Quote by Bonhoeffer. Human love breeds hothouse flowers. Spiritual love creates the fruits that grow healthily in accord with God's goodwill in the rain and storm and sunshine of God's outdoors. The existence of any Christian life together depends on whether it succeeds at the right time in bringing out the ability to distinguish between a human ideal and God's reality between spiritual and human community. 
So when we come to community, we really need to discern our expectations. Um, we need to check our human needs at the door. And this is like seriously radical new thinking for me. Because I've been like, oh my gosh, find a group where you fit in. I don't know that that's the right question, guys. I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's start praying into that as a community. Um, because that satisfies my human need to fit in, but does that, that, does that satisfy the spiritual need for community? When I show up at the door, am I looking for the group to meet my needs of, of social engagement and interaction? We need that, but is that the goal of Christian community? It's not, right? It's not the goal. When we have those, some of you guys have been in groups where like the stars have aligned and you're like, this is so beautiful. It was like this wonderful, we were all together for like two years and we were all going through the same things and we then decide that that's what should happen in every group we've ever been in. And if that happens, thank God, but that is rare. Aren't you going to, the, the um, coach at my gym says, as we're sweating and dying, she'll be like, if it, if it doesn't, hold on, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And I'm like, oh, that is good. <laughs> if it doesn't, and I was like, that is such a good phrase, right? If it's not like pressing our buttons a little bit, we're never going to move. And so there's something about Christian community that should do that a little bit, I think, um, because if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Um, the thing that binds it together is not our experience. It's our faith. It's our faith in Christ. Um, and so this is what I want to leave you with. Mm, I don't want to leave you with too much, because I think we should all go a little bit with our questions. Um, maybe just change your approach to groups this season. Um, maybe change the questions you're asking. Maybe go to God um, a little bit more in prayer before you decide what group you should be in. Um, Maybe just, let's just start reframing, right? Like, okay. And recognize your human needs and recognize your spiritual needs. And let's maybe begin to discern those. Um, but go somewhere, right? Like, the goal is we have to do community. That's like a non-negotiable. But really, really ask God what that is. So let's all stand. You guys will close your eyes. So God, I know that you are um, you're doing something in me with this. Asking me to come to the community maybe differently than I have before. <laughs> Because when you showed up to community, you weren't ever looking to receive. You were looking to give. But I also don't want that to fall in the bucket of this faith that says we don't take care of ourselves either. So honestly, God, sometimes it's just confusing. But I do know that living in community in 2018 in America it's really, really challenging. 
We have so many secular scripts telling us how to walk and how to live and how to even do community. So you've given us this example in the way you have lived and even in the early church about people who showed up to the faith and to each other to break bread and to read scripture and to sing hymns when it was messy, when they didn't like each other all the time. Maybe that's what love your enemies is really about. So God, give us the courage to press in where it's scary, to lead us where our trust is without borders, when you're calling us to maybe be a part of a group that, oh, no one might be like me in that group. Give us the bravery to go where you might lead us. Spirit, lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.